Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Coach Josh from the Fish. Welcome you guys and guys up to another live broadcast of yours truly here on YouTube. Want to welcome you all uh, once again. If you're watching this live, do me a big favor and share this broadcast out to as many possible as too many people as possible. If you're watching this later, whether on YouTube, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, um, Spotify, wherever you podcast, I want to say thank you all so much for watching, for listening, um, for uh, uh, following me along those mediums. I appreciate you guys' support. Feel free to comment. Feel free to share. Feel free to let me know what you got from it. Um, but these live Q&As, for those who are new, it's just an opportunity for, for the unpluggers, the online community, or new people um, to ask them whatever question they have about God, relationships, dating, singleness, whatever it is, purpose. And I'll, from my experience, from my exegesis of the Word of God, would be able to um, um, help you all as y'all go through your journey. My name is Coach Josh, a.k.a. Josh Wesley. Oh, Josh Wesley, a.k.a. Coach Josh. And my goal here is to help you uh, make sense of life, to help you grow spiritually for God's optimal use. So hope you guys enjoy this broadcast. Also, the timestamps for these live Q&As are at the bottom. So if you hear, if you like, man, I, I, what, what kind of question did he answer? They're all down in the comment section below, all the timestamps. So let's get right into the chat. Hey, John, what's going on? Bronx in the building. God bless you. I'm going to give you all some time to come in. Again, share this broadcast to as many people as you can so we can get to some questions. Hope you're doing well, Adriana. Hope you're doing well. So I'm going to give you guys some time. Let's see who got the first question. Greetings, Coach. Bless you. Watching from Atlanta. Thank you so much, Heaven Rose, for watching. Give you all time. What's up, Nick? What's going on? Shalom. Shalom. What's up, Christopher? Adriana says, my dad and I are having a weird time since I'm leaving to the Air Force December 10th. Any advice? Um, from Based from my coaching session, I'm going to put um, uh, your business out there. Um, but what I would do now is understanding that no matter what you do for God, there will be people who are going to have some or feel a certain type of way about it. What I would do is I would uh, before December 10th, I would ask God, God, um, give me the words to say, uh, give me um, the right opportunity to to communicate with my dad. Um, uh, uh, Father, give me this faith and the strength that I need um, that if that if he says anything that's contrary um, to what I feel you want me to do, that I will continue to go forward anyway. Um, everything boils down to prayer and acknowledging God, acknowledging that you're weak as well, acknowledging that you need his help. And in that, you will begin to find the peace and the strength that you need to be able to have difficult conversations, even with family, because it's best to follow the will of God than to hear the words of man that may be contrary to God's will. So what I would do is I'll start with God and, and ask God to strengthen you with his peace, with his strength. I will ask God to open up a, 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 an opportunity for you to have a peaceful conversation with him before you leave. And if none of those things are there, because God in his sovereignty, understand, knows that your father has a free will. And that he may not uh, 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 flow with the will of God. You go in faith, knowing that you in God's will and whatever struggles you may have with your father, know that God is able to help him while strengthening you as you fulfill his purpose in your life. Hope that helped. Good question, though, because I know it's difficult for you. We talked about this. I'm excited for you. Uh, I, I believe that this is the will of God for you based on what you told me. And uh, the, uh, the will of God will not take you, whereas grace won't keep you. So I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you. And um, just do that. And, and let's see what happens. Let me know. Elizabeth, what's going on from Minnesota? Jamila says, hi, coach. I can sense that Christ is preparing me to be a wife. Should I 
purposely set out to be prepared to meet him anywhere, anytime. Um, preparation is staying ready. The goal is not to get ready, but to stay ready. The goal is to, to first to get ready. Then the next step is to stay ready and your preparation will precede you. Your preparation will follow you. So the goal is not to intently uh, 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 place out there uh, or try to give off the impression that you prepared. Just walk in the preparation of the Holy Ghost. Walk in 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 the patterns of the Spirit, and 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 in His providential timing, you will you will find yourself in front of the person that God has for you. So don't worry about uh, trying to um, present yourself ready. Just stay ready. Be ready in mind, body, soul, and spirit, and walk in that readiness every day. Don't try to do more. Don't try to do less. Just do your best. And then and God will do the rest uh, um, as the Holy Spirit continues to keep you steady in contentment. Because what I don't want to happen is, oh, I'm ready and start counting the days. Now, as you begin to count the days, you're like, well, God, I've been ready for 100 days. Why hasn't No, no, no. Don't worry about it. Because just because God has gotten you ready doesn't mean that the right time for you to meet the one that you were made ready for is in his timing. So you just have to stay ready. Even if you have to stay ready for a couple of years, because your ultimate objective is to be ready for the work of God every day, not to be ready for the moment that God sends the right one your way. Hope that helps. Great question. Ryan says, hi, coach. My ex recently reached out to me to apologize for hurting me. And now I can't stop thinking about her. I really thought I was over her and don't know how to move on. I got plenty of advice for you, man. <clears throat> Ryan, <clears throat> this is what I will tell you is that um, never put stock. In a person's emotional roller coaster. Don't put stock in the pe in people's emotions. Is what I'm trying to say, because what happens oftentimes that a person will hurt you, and then go out there in the world and go out there and meet other people, and then realize how different you are. But but they still then heal from the place where they hurt you and the place they got hurt out uh, after being with you. So what you have to do is, is, is like I always tell you, get a sheet of paper and write down your feelings. And then I want you to write the facts behind those feelings. Because what happens is oftentimes we'll think that that's the will of God, that God brought her back to me. No, you just got to make sure you stay true to what God has showed you. But oftentimes many of us go from the moment of breakup to the moment of them coming back, but we never built ourselves up spiritually. We haven't uh, sensitized ourselves to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. So in that time frame, we did nothing to grow we did nothing to mature. We did nothing um, to be able to recognize the will of God. And so when a person comes back, we think that's the will of God. When all actuality, that's just their emotions coming back to you, possibly a demonic distraction. It could be a lot of different things. But what you got to make sure is, is that you build yourself up in your faith, that you make sure that you find the facts behind why you feel what you feel and realize people do this. I know knock to her or um, you say it's your girlfriend. Or your ex, no knock to them, because <clears throat> they may be genuinely in recognizing um, 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 that they hurt you. But you just, if someone can drop you easy, don't let them pick you up easily. You got to make sure you say, you know what? I'm confused in my feelings. This is too much for me to bear right now. I need time away. I appreciate your apology, but please don't contact me. Please just stay where you are. And if it's God's will, I reach out to you. If it's God's will, we'll meet down the road. But at this moment, I don't need um, the confusion. I need to continue to be under construction. I need to continue to grow and who I need to be. And I no longer need you to, to, to try to win me over because I have already been won over by God. But you got to do your part to make sure that you build yourself up, that you write down your feelings 
and then you write down the facts behind those feelings, write down the facts of your past relationship, write down the facts of the breakup, write down all the facts so that your feelings can come back at a, at a place of ease. And then the spirit of God will utilize your, your, your muscle, your greatest muscle your brain to be able to meditate on the word of God, to grow and to allow him to continue to work on you and let go and, and let them and let both of y'all, uh, be worked on separately. So, <clears throat> My advice is um, don't don't let them back in your life right now, especially when you're emotionally all over the place. Number two, I would I would uh, if that person keeps pressuring, I would say with all due respect, I'll appreciate if you just continuously stay over there and leave me alone as I continue to work on me um, and and move on with your life. Uh, and make sure you do the exercise I told you, the facts and the feelings, the feelings and the facts and what you need to do to go forward to build your faith. And while you do that, you'll realize Hey, this person wasn't even meant for me in the first place. But if we get caught up in the emotional whirlwind, we'll fall right back into the jaws and the traps of a person that will practice what they that will uh, repeat the cycle of what they did to you the first time. And then you back in a deeper place of hurt. Hope to help. <clears throat> Thank you for watching from England, Christopher. Thank you. Hey, uh, Vanita, Vanita, Miss Pender, Mr. Pender, my apologies. Is Christmas to be celebrated? Um, the good question. When you look at Christmas, let me see what this is first. Give me one second. Make sure it ain't my wife. Give me one second, y'all. Nah. It's BD from the uh, Good Guys podcast. Anyway. <laughs> What I would tell you is that uh, Christmas is on a pagan day. December 25th is a pagan day. Um, so that wasn't when Jesus was born. Um, the Bible talks about, uh, 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 not the Bible, but but we we know, uh, how can I put this? Um, the, the uh, how can I put it? The, the theme of Christmas can be celebrated, but it shouldn't be reserved during a pagan holiday. Um, pagan holidays are established um, to, to utilize good, uh, during demonic periods, you see, what I'm saying to use good during demonic periods because they utilize energy for to fulfill their purposes. I'm not gonna go too deep because this ain't the proper medium to express conspiracy theories. Um, but all I know is uh, the joy and the theme of Christmas can be celebrated, but we have to recognize that we don't get so caught up in the the cultural the cultural idolatry of a holiday, the cultural uh, uh, universal debt, and all the different damaging effects that comes with celebrating a holiday, but the, to, to remember Christ on that time, um, but that shouldn't be the only time you remember Christ. So my my thing about Christmas is I don't get so consumed with it because I know as a as a as a pagan idea um, behind that period of the of the year. <clears throat> but when it comes to the theme, I, I I make sure that that ain't the only day that I celebrate um, the life of Jesus and and what He did for me. Hope that help. Um, celebrate it. Nah, I don't think it should be celebrated like bam the, and all the stuff like that. I think we just got to make sure our hearts are right. But when it comes to enjoying family and enjoying what comes with it, I'm not sitting there. Be I'm not sitting there saying that you should be a Christian. Uh, uh, no, we ain't gonna do this. You should be able to say, you know what? Wow, wow, wow! This is here. I'm gonna celebrate family. I'm gonna celebrate um, traditions that my family may occur, but I'm not gonna idolize the day if that helps. Hey y'all, don't forget to hit the thumbs up. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Hit the thumbs up. Share. That stuff helps the channel. My videos are longer videos. So y'all's comments, y'all's thumbs up, y'all shares really helps um, because I don't want to, I don't mind doing shorter videos, but I want to make sure I give you guys and gals great content. And so thumbs up, 
subscribing, uh, sharing really helps this channel to grow so that we can help uh, more people unplug, grow spiritual for God's optimal use, and to help them make sense of their lives. So thank you just here for doing that. Um, so thumbs up, all that good stuff. I really appreciate all y'all support. And I really, I really do appreciate y'all. Um, let's see. Zachariah says, as soon as I lay down for bed, I have lustful thoughts about women. What are some things that I can do to prevent them thoughts? Great question. <clears throat> Number one, you got to set the tone in the beginning of your day because uh, the things we entertain, the jokes, the people, the, the shows, the, the, the podcast, the different things that we entertain affects us subconsciously, it affects us um, in, in those areas. And to go a little bit deeper, you have to look at where lust was conceived in your life because if ever, if this is a pattern, then there was a specific place that that lust came in, and it's a specific process that lust has been uh, sustained. My pastor said, um, "This past Sunday, whatever you feed most will lead most, and and if you feed your flesh, your flesh will lead. If you feed your spirit, your spirit will lead. So you got to look at the diff. You got to first look at the place that it was introduced. So get a sheet of paper. I want you to write down all the way back to the day you first did anything lustful." What, where were you? Who, who were you? What were, what was around you? And even go deeper than that, what contributed to that lust being a dominant, uh, I wouldn't even say dominant, but to be to, into uh, affecting your life to such a degree that every time pattern, every time that you lay down, you have lustful thoughts. Now, once you examine the place, now you got that when you examine the place, the beginning, then you will be able to recognize the person who was God, where you will be able to say, God, I repent of that. I confess that sin. I confess that root door opening sin. I confess it. Holy Spirit, seal that door shut where, where, where that can no longer be the legal right by which demonic spirits can use that moment against me as I sleep. And then the person that got through the Holy Spirit will begin to help you recognize the different people, places, patterns that is contributing to that lust um, affecting you while you sleep. Then the Holy Spirit will then begin to open up things for you to renew your mind in. And as you begin to renew your mind about how you view women, how you view yourself, how you view your purity, then all of these the uh, the lustful thoughts about women at bedtime will disappear. But if you try to take care of the root, or if you try, I mean, if you try to take care of the fruit or the symptom of a thing, but never treat the source or the root of a thing, then that thing will just find itself cycling back every other two months or so, right? So what I would do is examine the place it was open, and say, Holy Spirit, as I go into examination mode, self-examination mode, I pray that you show me exactly what to confess and to repent of, and then I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you'll renew my mind in different areas, whether the Holy Spirit may get you right, may get you to write a sheet on a sheet of paper, um, how uh, um, um, scripturally, how you're supposed to view women, because when you change, when your mind is changed, your, your, your movements change, your, 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 uh, uh, all these different things change because now you have the right perspective. So now when I look at a girl, it don't matter what she's wearing or what she's in my mind, my perspective has already been settled into looking at her as a daughter of God or a sister in Christ. See what I'm saying? So I don't look Look at them um, as as a ravenous uh, man because I don't have self control over my loins. But I look at them through the eyes of God, and when you recognize that God is everywhere and that He knows everything, even to the depths of your deepest, darkest part of your soul, then you will know that hey, my fear of God is the beginning of my, all my wisdom. So if I can fear God in, in, in my life, and I can fear God in my mind, and I can fear um, Him in, in in His omniscient and omnipresence. 
then I will be able to quickly, uh, because you're human, you got a peripheral, you're going to see things, you're going to be, you're going to have attractions, attractions may arise, but you got to, when those attractions arise, you got to immediately go into subtractions and say, you know what, this is not the way I'm supposed to think, because if you change your mind, you change your patterns, if your patterns change, these different things would be out of your life. So you got to do preventative measures and self-examination is key. Working alongside the Holy Spirit is key. And then you'll begin to see those symptoms come out of your life eventually. But you have to be, but you have to have a bigger why <clears throat> and why you should. My biggest why that changed everything for me, I didn't want these lustful habits to be evident in my marriage. Now I know for a fact that pornography, that, that lustful things corrodes love, corrodes intimacy, corrodes marriage. And I refuse to, to, to open up a revolving door for the devil, uh, for demons to allow this trait to pass down to my sons. So there's a bigger why. I don't want my sons to be living on a roof where, where a father's giving clearance to pornography, giving clearance to lust. I don't want to live in a home where my wife is being tormented by lustful spirits because the man of the house is allowing it in. You see what I'm saying? Now, there has to be a bigger why and a greater cause so that you'll be able to say a greater cause leads to a greater pause. A greater cause leads to a greater pause. When I have a greater cause, I pause in that area of my life. I can't do that because I have a greater cause in my life. Great question. Pink October. Hey, Coach, been a while. I'm doing well, Pink October. Thank you so much. I'm doing well. Um, doing well. Thank you so much. So good question, Zachariah. Good question. Um, <clears throat> and the Bible says that the, the word of God says he'll give you sweet sleep. You know what I'm saying? Uh, not sexual sleep. He'll give you sweet sleep. So trust the word of God in that area. Heaven Rose says, question, I have been betrayed and hurt by many, but really desire to stop allowing them to rent space in my heart. How do I forgive? Um, you give you you give the eviction notice. You give the eviction notice because we are the ones that allows people to rent space in our minds, you see? And so in order to get over betrayal and hurt, you got to almost see the reason for the dirt. You see what I'm saying? You got to see the reason for the hurt. You got to see the reason behind it. How could God be turning this around for your good? How could this uh, incident or situation happen for your protection? Because oftentimes God allows rejection because he wants to implement protection. That he knows I had to harden that person's heart. I had to allow circumstance to cause that person's heart to against you because if God if God did not select uh, Judas then there would have been no crucifixion if God didn't select Judas then there wouldn't be no uh, 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 no salvation of mankind so there are going to be moments where things are rejected or people reject you or people betray you for your for your purpose for your for your development for your pruning and we have to uh, allow um, this this scene of the movie to play out. You got to allow the scene of this movie to play out while at the same time allowing the spirit of God to heal you. And it boils down to you changing your perspective or your viewpoint on the hurt, on what happened. So let's get practical. Let me look at your question again. <clears throat> I have been betrayed and hurt by many, but really desire to stop allowing them to rent space. How do I forgive? You forgive by comparing your sins, not horizontally, but, com but comparing your sins vertically. See, when I compare my state to a holy God, I become humble. If I compare uh, my life horizontally and the people who caused the hurt on this level plane here, then I'll stay hurt. So what happens is I forgive because I was forgiven. See, what, what helps us forgive down here is to recognize uh, um, um, the one that forgave us. And what I have to practice almost any, um, almost 
previously before I got to this place of maturity was to always keep that in the forefront of my mind, to always keep that on the forefront of my mind that Jesus said on the cross, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Most of the people, they think they know what they're doing, but you have to forgive them because in what they did, it catapults you into the person that you needed to be. So as you begin to have the right perspective about life, forgiveness becomes easy because you recognize that forgiveness was a gift for you and your forgiveness should be a gift to you. You know what I mean by that? Forgiveness from God was a gift to you. He forgave you. That's a gift to anyone that will will welcome it. The forgiveness that was birthed after the death, burial, resurrection, the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, right? And so when you, uh, when that forgiveness was given to you, now you can give that forgiveness back to yourself. What I mean by this, I have to forgive because if you look at the word forgive, is for and give. Forgiveness gives gives me the opportunity to go forward. So if I don't accept Christ's forgiveness, and then, and then utilize that forgiveness to liberate me, then I will never go forward in my life. So forgiveness is not about the other person. So most people reserve their forgiveness because they don't want to help that person. No, that forgiveness is not about the person that hurt you. That forgiveness is about you being liberated to go and live the life that God wants you to live. So forgiveness, people hold it back because they want vengeance. God said, vengeance is mine. I will, I will repay. He even said that I will prepare a table in the presence of your enemies. So you got to understand that God's vengeance is not hell and wrath. See, God's vengeance could just be the right type of goodness to draw that person to, to repentance. So your minds have to change that you wish above all, even your enemies to be saved. That's the, the there's not, there's no human that could do that on their own. There's no five step plan to have a forgiving heart. It boils down to allowing the forgiveness of Jesus to renew your mind and establish the Christ mind on that perspective so that you can go forward in that forgiveness and really be like, wow, forgiveness is pretty easy. If you get yourself out the way, and the best way to get yourself out the way is to to embrace the forgiveness of God, use that forgiveness to liberate you, and go forward in your life. Don't worry about when God is going to send his wrath on them. Don't worry about uh, when the vengeance is going to be taking place. Don't worry about when God is going to prepare a table in the place, I mean, the presence of the enemies. Don't worry about that because there's things you got to do right now. To go for it. Unforgiveness is one of the biggest distractions in this realm. Many people are be, are distracted by unforgiveness when unforgiveness was meant for you to liberate yourself to focus on a on, on a current uh, cause. So give the eviction notice and say you are going to no longer I always get practical. Get a sheet of paper and write down the person who hurt you the place where the hurt began, the patterns that caused the hurt, and and why you feel like you can't let it go. And when you write all those different things down, then you you send that sheet of paper to God and you say, God, why can't I forgive? And then as you begin to initiate that fellowship with the Father, Go find five scriptures on forgiveness, five scriptures on forgiveness on God forgiving us or just um, um, different moments of forgiveness and meditate on it. See the nuances in the story. See the nuances in the situations and and meditate on it so that you can begin to exhibit that kind of behavior. You see what I'm saying? And then those things will kind of help you see those individuals with empathy. Because what if Jesus would have been like, man, Jesus, send them all to hell. God, Heavenly Father, send them all to hell. He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. 
the Bible even talks before, if they knew what they did, they wouldn't have crucified him. So their, their lack of understanding was a part of the will of God. There, the person that hurt you, the lack of their understanding was a part of the will of God for you. If you survived it, it's a part of God's uh, uh, repertoire of, of, of elevating you and positioning you in a place of maturity, purity, and understanding. Hope they help. Hello, Williams. Hello, Sheila. Christopher says, I started to grow. I starting to... I'm starting to grow in my faith in God. Is there a point in asking for things when they are already destined? Should I just thank him for what is coming? That's simple. You answered your question, bro. I, I, I don't petition to God, but only one time. My and when, Sometimes I may do it twice. Now, let me, let me break it down to you. So for those who are new, petitioning means requesting. God, here is what's on my heart. <clears throat> here are my desires. I petition God once because I know he's all-knowing. Everything after I petition is praise. I believe that I receive it. God, I know you're well able to, to manifest your will in my life. Because when you keep petitioning, but you don't couple that with thanksgiving or praise, then you have uh, there is some evidence that you may have idolized um, the request. Many of us, we request that God. The Bible says um, the reason why you ask, you ask, the reason why you don't receive because you ask wrong. You ask to consume it of your own lust. That many of us are asking for good things with the wrong intentions. And we're trying to act like God can't see our intentions. And so what we do, well, I've been going to church. I've been doing this. And we think that God is going to give us, oh, he said, that's your uh, living sacrifice. That's your uh, a reasonable uh, uh, sacrifice. He's like, that's reasonable. Um, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. He said, that's reasonable. So you ain't gonna get no brownie points for this. You ain't gonna get no pat on the back. That's your reasonable service. Most people think that the more I do good, the more good I get. No, no. He said, that's, oh, this is your reasonable service. This, this, what you're doing cannot even compare to what Jesus did. You see what I'm saying? So don't be acting like you, you more holy than now. Don't be thinking that you doing all these different things to get something. He said, no, no, no. I don't bless based upon works. I bless the based upon my will. So praise and and broaden out your prayers for service instead of self. Most of our prayers are self centered, not service centered. Your prayers have to. You have to make more room for, for service. So so basically, that's what, uh, Christopher, that's what helps you is when you say, you know what, whatever your will is, God, I accept. I'm content with what, 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 what I have and what you have for me in the future. So since I already know that you got that in, in the bag, now if I'm going through a tough time, there's nothing wrong with petitioning to God. It's not even wrong if you petition a second time. It's not even wrong if you petition a third time until your heart builds towards faith. But if you're petitioning without practices of faith, then your petition will eventually become idle. So as you petition to God because you're weak in a moment, you're going through significant pain, you're going through significant worry, you got to couple with that petition with faith building practices so that you can grow into a place where you can trust God at the moment that you ask. And the Bible says a double-minded man um, cannot think to receive anything from God. You see what I'm saying? And so you got to always, so based on what I'm saying, Christopher, so I answered your question with other people in mind. So that's why I kind of went down that rabbit hole. But yeah, man, if it's already destined for you, the will of God, you know, utilize that prayer time for praise, believing in God that he will manifest his will in his perfect and providential timing. While at the same time, um, Making more room in your prayers 
for service, praying for others, praying for your community, praying for your church, praying for your leaders, etc. Great question, y'all. Autumn, what's going on, girl? See you tomorrow. <laughs> Good to see you, girl. How do you deal with a rebellious son, which is your firstborn? Um, you realize that your son is human, and um, every rebellion has a root, and that root uh is is there from some type of incident or calls that happened in his life um, that he is still trying to process. And so what happens is when kids are processing and they're not, their brains are not mature enough to really process uh, what may have hurt them, um, um, they lash out. So what I would do as a parent, and I'm not no parents, but I understand child behavior because I work in a school. I'm just around kids a lot. And, and, and it's crazy how kids will open up to me and maybe so, but that's just another, I ain't trying to go down that route because that's not true in all cases. But what I will say for you is, is that you have a present help in a time of trouble. And I will ask the Holy Spirit, okay, why is my son like this? Is there something to do with him and his father? Is there something to do with my parenting techniques and style? Um, is it is it when uh, when did this begin? And what what will help in the process is humbling. A parent humbling themselves doesn't mean that you lose position. It just means you regain position. You don't lose position when you humble yourself. So if you feel like Holy Spirit shows that it, that Mary, maybe your parenting style, maybe your tone, maybe uh, whatever may have led to that, it's nothing wrong with going to your son and saying, you know what, son, uh, let's go. Let's go to your favorite restaurant and take him somewhere where he loves to go uh, and just say, you know what? I I have been yelling or I have been a little bit strong lately. Uh, um, I have. The Holy Spirit will show you I have been doing this, but I want to promise you that going forward, I'm going to treat you like my son. Now, that don't mean I'm going to let you just do what you want. That don't mean I'm, I'm just going to treat you like a human. I'm going to treat you with more understanding and more empathy. Now, here are my uh, standards. Here are my guidelines. And I'm still going to be a parent in this. You see what I'm saying? But I'm going to let you know that I apologize in any area that I may have contributed into you being hurt or contributed to you being in this place. Um, while at the same time, re-communicating your expectations about this household and 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 then watch what that kindness does to him. Um, but if it's deeper than that, then you got a demon. You see what I'm saying? And that's when you got to go into your spiritual warfare bag. Now, if it's human, if it's a human effect, then then he'll you'll begin to see him change as you change. But if you change and you're doing the right thing and he's still it, there's a root demon in there. And then that's when the Holy Spirit will show you what uh caused that root demon to get a stronghold in his life. And as that place being your house, you get you some oil, you anoint that place, you tell those demons, not in my house. So I got a book here on spiritual warfare. World War Me, book on spiritual warfare with scriptures in the back. And uh, resources in there to help you really understand the whole armor of God and your weaponry through him and how to reclaim your authority. Um, and that book is old. So then I'm, I'm thinking about working on another spiritual warfare resource because I wrote that. I wrote this book in 2010. So this book is uh, about to be 10 years old in of itself, eight, nine, 10 years old in of itself. So um, so some of the things that I've I've talked about. Um, recently may not be in a book, but there's still good resources there. Um, but that's just if that if the kindness and the gentleness and the prayers are not, I wouldn't say not working, but um, there's a little bit more resistance and kind of blockage there. 
That's when you get in that spiritual warfare back. You reclaim your authority and tell that demon to get out of this young, out of your house. And that's your son, that's your, out of the son's house, which is his vessel. Got to go, guys. I was only going to be here for 30, 30 minutes. Love you all. Um, please forgive me if I didn't get to your questions. You know I love you. You know I mean it. But I want to make sure I gave y'all some value um, in 30 minutes or so. Um, all my resources, this book on spiritual warfare um, is on Amazon. All my books, uh, Purpose of Singleness on Amazon, book on singleness on how to um, uh, answer the question, are you whole or full of holes? Uh, the Purpose of Freedom. Uh, soul ties and stronghold. How to untie strong? How to untie soul ties? Uproot strongholds. Of course, the nostalgia. The first thing, the first book that sparked the movement, unplugged. And then, uh, last but not uh, one, uh, second to last, this book, Dating Prep, has a card game that goes with it. Um, all my resources on imunplugged.com. I have a book for kids. I wrote my first children's book this year in January or published it called As He Says, Asiums for the Students I Serve. Um, it has a uh, good key proverbial kind of points. Um, it's not a it's not a Christian based book, but it has uh, Christian principles because that book is for the school system. And my goal is to continue to write um, resources and tools to help the children that serve in the public school sector. So those those books got good resources about how help how to help your son or daughter discover their art form. So that book's available too. So there's six books, two courses on my website, two card games. Uh, dating prep is a card game for every stage of your relationship. Card uh, for those on the cloud phase, those in the um, uh, cement phase, and a corporation phase. That card game is a fun way to get to know your significant other, to get to know your husband or wife as y'all date on. There's questions for every stage of relationship. I'm working on a part two of that card game. Because uh, I want to help couples build bigger, better bonds. I'm working on a card game for singles right now. Um, that dating prep game and this book is good for singles too because you get to ask yourself the, the right questions to see if you're even ready for the person to come in your life. So all of these resources are available to you on my website, IamUnplugged.com. Uh, mentoring program. If you want to give the support our mentoring program, we start in uh, February. Your donations will uh, will help us. Um, so go to weprepel.education. Um, those links will be in the description box below. Um, love y'all. Y'all be blessed. Um, I think that's it. Timestamps below. T-shirts up under the video. If you want to get the unplug apparel, I know I don't be wearing my merch. Um, but I, I'm about to order some shirts and get back into that because I, I know that these shirts are, will start great conversations with other people. Love y'all. Y'all be blessed. See y'all next time. Love you. Peace.